This week's episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by avgearguy.com. If you have any photos or documents that you need to scan or videotapes or audio tapes or film rules that you need to import into your computer, check out avgearguy.com. If you mention the name of this podcast, when you order, you'll get 5% off and a portion of your order will go to help support the rant room. All these formats degrade over time and are sitting ducks in the case of fire or theft. Why not convert it all to digital? All of your memories could be stored safely on the cloud or on a hard drive that fits in your pocket. AVGearGuy.com has over 30 years of experience with all kinds of media, digital and analog, and they can accept orders from anywhere in the United States. Don't forget to mention the Screenwriter's Rant Room and get 5% off your order. For more details, visit their website at avgearguy.com. I'm going to say what I feel and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Rant Room. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, they used to pull a kaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Chris? 2020. 2020. Yeah. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Little disclaimer, Lisa's out for maybe a couple weeks, but she'll be back. She'll be back again. She is incredible. Um, well, uh, yeah, so that's what's up. So, we got my man Chris Derrick in the house. A lot of good shit going on. I know. Out there screening your movie. I know. I see crazy. you. I got the videotape. It's crazy. It's How'd it go? Crazy. Tell the killer kids how it went. Yeah, so, you know, three years ago, my brother and I directed this pilot presentation down mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Uh, there were some issues that happened just with financing, um, during post, and, uh, so we kind of had to, like, walk away because it wasn't our movie so it's something that we got hired to work on um and then the guy the producers they actually came through and and finished the movie um you know like i guess like last fall and they submitted to some film festival I, a lot of festivals got, got into like 14 so far screen to 14 so far one best international short in uh in the, some festival in, in amsterdam um, That's right. You're in Europe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, it's called the um, <coughs> the bounce um, the bounce uh, urban fest is what it was called. D bounce. Well, D A space D- like the bounce. Okay. You know, um, you know. And so the first, L- I mean, in this screen last weekend at the um, the L A Black Film Festival, mm-hmm. but I couldn't make that one. But I, so yesterday was the San Diego Black Film Festival. Well. There was that too, screen there too. Oh, there was the different it, one. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's screen, all screen, over the place. Yeah, the LA Black, yeah, San, yeah, yeah, yeah. the San Diego Black. Uh, <clears throat> yesterday it was the uh, Michelle Fest, and that was really cool. It was down at the Regal Cinema uh, downtown. I mean, it's the first time that you know, like I seen the movie one time finished before, maybe about yeah, a month just ago. Just on your computer. Yeah, just on the computer. Yeah. So seeing it like, um, at like a real theater mm-hmm. was really nice. You know, um, tell tell everybody what's about. So it's called Bloom. It's, it stars Skyland Brooks, who was in The Get Down, mm-hmm. and he was in um, this movie recently called The Darkest Minds, maybe mm-hmm. last year, about these psychic kids in the future. You know, like I always tell you one, like right before we got offered the job, mm-hmm. um, or just not even offered, just just the interview for the job. Mm-hmm. We, my brother and I, had seen this movie called The Inevitable Defeat of Mister and Pete. Mm-hmm. And it's and it was this movie that Skyland was in when he was like twelve or something like oh, that, yeah. and it was just really really fucking fascinating. I just thought it was amazing. I was like, who the fuck is this kid? Who's this kid? Mm-hmm. And then like you know like three months later, we're actually sitting down with this kid. He's right. old, he's older, maybe seventeen at the time. Right. But I was like, 
it's the same kid from this movie we just said fall in love with. Mm-hmm. So it was really exciting to have a chance to work with him, you know, and he was great in the movie. You know, I he, just, he won an award or something. Yeah, he? like uh, he got the best actor on in several festivals, mm-hmm. like one in Michigan, there was one in New Orleans, there was one in uh, Miami somewhere. So you know, I mean, it's the, the movie's doing well. It's yeah. doing really, really well. And it's about what again? It's about it's about this kid. It's about teenagers, and it's about this seventeen-year-old who goes to an underground rap battle right. to to battle. Um, the boss who's like a, maybe a 25 year old you mm-hmm. know and then there's this little romantic twist in the middle of it you know um, which I don't want to spoil because yeah, yeah, people yeah. do want to see it um, <clears throat> but is it yeah. you know but is, is that a festival near you it's yeah, yeah it's, pra- it's playing all over the place so Hi-jai, ain't right? um, <laughs> yeah it was just exciting you know I mean and the, you know the crazy it, I, it was interesting because there was another filmmaker there who had done a movie and he did this really fascinating movie it's called um uh the Ramona, and it was about these uh, the, the coyotes and the people trying to come across the border. Mm-hmm. And he made an interesting point. It was like you know, like he made this really, really powerful movie. And he was like, well, when I was doing it, you know, like I was there every day shooting the movie. And I so so when I went to ask the sound guy if he wanted to do it, mm-hmm. I didn't have any money. And this director edited this film, and he's like, so I just showed the guy the piece, and you know, he just uh, just let me watch it, and then like when it was over the guy was crying and the, uh, and, and the director was like what's going on he was like oh dude you made this beautiful movie and, blah, blah, blah. and, and I, he was saying that story and I was like yeah I know how that feels without it even having the sound fully in there yeah because wow. but, but the thing that the director was saying and this is so true is that you don't have perspective on your movie mm-hmm. when you're so in it you're too <clears> close to it you can't and you just I mean like, like you know what you want to do and everything like that but you don't know how it's and there's things that you know are working or not, but mm-hmm. you don't know how it's going to affect other people emotionally because right. you just because because you've seen all the takes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. No, you know, and that's kind of what was interesting about seeing this movie now because like I hadn't seen any of the film in three years, mm. and right. and I never saw the final edit. I didn't ever to do the final edit, um, and just watching it, it was like. You know, like it did, like um, affect me emotionally to okay, see yeah. it. I was like, oh, "What's well, that's interesting?" Because I've never had that before, where I am so familiar with the story, so mm-hmm. familiar with what we did, so familiar with what the script was, and then and then just to feel that afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that's what's up. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. <clears throat> well, good to hear, man. I'm glad you guys did that. Um, it's not like it was a big success. It was a good crowd in there and everything, too. Yeah, was that's what's up. That's what's up. Shout out to Jasmine and them over there. Um, cool. Well, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and jump into the show. So today... To, I can't even speak today. See what you did to me, Jai? <laughs> um, today we got my girl Jai Thomas on the on the show. Hi, how are you? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> Welcome to the show, girl. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So um, we got introduced to Jai through Ron McCants, a good friend of ours of the show um, from the Writers Guild on the Black Committee and nine other shit he does out there. Um, um, why don't you talk to us about what it is you do and how, what you guys are working on now, what you got going on? Sure, definitely. So okay, That's enough. Um, (laughs) the end Um, so as mentioned my name is Jaya Thomas Um, I'm a sports and entertainment lawyer and I'm also the founder of a new company called Diverse Representation and the purpose of Diverse Representation is to increase the number and awareness of black agents attorneys managers and publicists working in entertainment so the ultimate aim is to make sure that more black talent writers producers directors are actually hiring black agents hiring black managers hiring black black publicist um, and so Ron and I were introduced late last year through a mutual friend mm-hmm. um, he was telling me that a lot of black writers actually don't have representation oh, yeah. and so he said you know what we should partner together on something so we can try to introduce more black writers to black reps right. and so we got together end of last year and decided to do a three-part panel series in 2020 introducing black writers to black reps right. so every month this year so far we've done different panels our first panel was in January featuring black talent man Managers and financial advisors. In February, we did one with black entertainment attorneys <coughs> and a publicist. And then next month, we're doing one with black talent agents. Nice. Yeah. nice. That's good. And you're going to be at CAA this time or something? Or is that the no, one? actually, we're, we're doing it. We have some agents from black agents oh, from, from CAA. CAA. Okay, yeah, it. but it's All not right. going to be at CAA. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. 
Awesome. I was at the first one mm-hmm. in January. It was really good. Yeah, it that's what um, Ben Watkins and ben Watkins Malcolm, and Malcolm Spellman. Spellman. Yeah, okay. we're talking it up. Awesome. Or the moderating. Moderators, not talking about moderators. Yeah, they're like brothers to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, it was this, you know, it was very, it was, you know, the, the, the panel was uh, people who, I mean, this is interesting because the people on the panel have been in the business for a while mm-hmm. as talent, you know, talent reps. You know, they, they, they really had to work their bones off to get to where to get the success don't we always try but it's but the thing that's interesting <laughs> is that you know you probably know this is in ron and this conversation that ron and i had for a while is you know like <clears throat> why is this so difficult for uh black writers to get representation it doesn't matter if you're black or if you're white just, i mean just of like the rep but what's the difficulty for and I, the thing that like was interesting is that is what came out of the ata issue mm-hmm. is that it you know so many shows would get packaged and that's how people would get agents for things like that mm-hmm. and i got my agent from yeah, the show i was yeah, on yeah. I, I got the show yeah. on my own yeah you, you know got, got the show on your own yeah and then you get the agent the agents came after me the, the yeah. trick the problem with that is is that so few black people could get on packaged shows right. because of how they were doing it and everything like that that to, from my experience that's why it was difficult because then they're like well why should you hire you because you're not, you're not mm-hmm. making any money and since you're not going to be on a show this package i can't get my packaging fee right. from having you so exactly. you know and then the question about you know so they want projects that are that they can go and sell mm-hmm. immediately but again you know historically there's not enough black shows that are being put on the air for them you know to, t- to even put together a package of a black show right. so it was interesting to see kind of in the last three or four years like that has shifted but i don't know uh from my i mean i just don't know if there if there is that many, that many more you know like black talent agents and black talent managers or not not talent but the ones but but the literary managers and agents mm-hmm. you know I mean, um, I mean, I'm not. I mean, like, there's not. There's, there's, no, there's. Still not. Yeah, I mean, by numbers, of course, there are a lot more white ones. Yeah. Um, but there are still a lot of black ones. Um, a good number of black ones, and a, a lot that are up and coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, coming yeah. through the pipeline. So, right. but yeah, I mean, by sheer numbers, of course, there are, there are more white ones. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. we need to know who those people are for sure. Well, yeah, and so my website www.diverserepresentation it provides a comprehensive database of all okay. the black agents, all the black managers, all the black publicists, and it's free. Right. So now no one can ever use the excuse, "Well, I don't know where they're at," or "I right. don't know how to find them." Right. They're right there on the website. Well, that's good to know. So yeah. we'll definitely put that in the in the show mm-hmm. notes for sure mm-hmm. and blast that around <clears throat> because I, I can't tell you how many writers. I'm I'm also the the vice chair of the Black Committee at the Writers Guild. Um, Chris was a performer, um, uh, co chair of, of the committee. And um, daily, this comes up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know who and blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're also at a time where, you know, we, we, we can't really associate with the ATA agents. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we're dealing with that. So there's only a certain number. Right. And, but people want to make sure that they're able to get themselves out on the right projects. But the vision is the only people who have the right projects are the top four. It's like, no, actually, a lot of people have more power than you think. Yeah. yeah. It's about relationships. Totally. You know I mean? So for sure, that totally makes sense. I was thinking about something you just said, Chris, um, about about the whole um, what's going on with, with when they package them and how they staff. And what I'm seeing is, for the most part, most agents, I will say, literary, we're talking about literary, mm-hmm. have, uh, I was, since we're black, I'm going to talk about black people, have a black client or two. You see, I said, uh, right, singular. And nine times out of 10, especially if it's a bigger agent, and this is speaking without the ATA going on, let's just say in general, they're usually working, especially if they're an upper level. Of the upper level, they're working. So, so for example, and I'll use this as an example because I know she's talked about this before. Lena, who's my co-chair on Lena Waith on 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 the Black Committee, says, for example, when she was staffing her show, The Shy, she wanted um, 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 like another, a black, she asked for a black showrunner. Well, even her agents, where she was at, which she since left, um, didn't have, they were like, oh, we have somebody, but they're working. It's like, one motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or two, that's it. So so I know that, that a bunch of people made a pack with their reps that they had to, for now on, they had like a year to staff new agents, 
new younger execs et cetera, et cetera, or they were walking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that, I don't want to call it aggression, but it is, but that type of a step is kind of what we need to do sometimes for ourselves to make people wake up. Mm-hmm. They don't realize the importance, you know right. what I mean? Especially well, with people like that who are making big money for it. Well, you know, it's, I, what's interesting is that, that um, a couple of weeks ago we had um, Liz Alper on. She's, she's a board member on the Guild, and she was saying that when she was working at an agency one time, they get like there's a list that they'll send out and if you're a black writer there'll be a star by your name <laughs> because they're say this is the diversity hire right. and it, you know and, and and it doesn't matter what your level is you're always going to have that star mm-hmm. because they're trying to fill that slot on whatever it is and I think that that's just uh, I mean I don't know how that changes in terms of like if you if you had if you had black like if your agent was black and you were black if your agent whatever if, if you know or, or Hispanic what have you how does that change what like would they not sell you like if it was a black agent it, would they not sell you as a as a black client you mean well or, no or but, I, but, but I'm saying but, but, <clears throat> but this is the thing that that I don't know how this works internally for them but it's like is the black agent gonna be like given a chance to cover a show like Altered Carbon. Right. Or is the black agent just going to be covering shows like, you know, mm-hmm. their own shows? Right. Like, that's the thing that you that you wonder about. Sure. Because, um... And I think that's, that's and you can, you can talk about this too, I think that's also the problem with why there's so few of us in their agencies mm-hmm. that they rep, mm-hmm. is they're like, oh, I don't even watch those shows. Like, they assume that's what we write. And, and my argument that I always have, no matter what showrunner I meet no matter what executive I meet I just had a huge meeting on Wednesday at a huge company that does a lot of TV and before I walked out the door I said I just want to let you know something I said I know the script you that you read from me was a sample with actually it was a sample with a bunch of white characters there's like one black character in the whole TV show right <clears throat> and I said I said remember that you know we live in your world you don't have to live in ours. Mm-hmm. We know how to write you. I'm always blown away when you really nail us. You know what I mean? So think about that. No matter what project you have as you go along, it does not need to be, oh, there's, there's this black project for Hilliard. You know what I mean? Remember, I do a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, But you, we have to be telling them that, reminding them. Well, still that. I, mean, I mean, it also is like, what shows can you write? Mm-hmm. You know, like for instance... You know, there's a lot of it is you come in and you got to pitch your background. And that's kind of, you know, like, how are you going to get on a show, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, so, but there's so many black shows for me that, I, that that's, I'm like, I can't pitch that background. That's, that's not how I grew up. So I can't really, I can't, I can't write that show. And I've had right. people talk to me about shows, a lot of shows on here. And I was like, I can't write that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want me to come in and, and tell you this part of it, I can. But that's not what your show is really about, and that's probably not what you're asking me for. Um, I, I, you know, it's just it's 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 an interesting kind of dilemma in terms of like where you are and the type of material that that you write that that you can make authentic. Because I mean, like there was a show, there's a show I, I got to call out. I had to call out um, Ava DuVernay because I was mm-hmm. so mad at this the other day. Um, <laughs> Cause she launched. I have to, you know, because she launched her new show, Cherish the Day, right? Right. And she put the first the pilot episode like up for free on Instagram. Okay, on Instagram. Yeah, and I was like, why would you do this? I understand you want people to watch the show. But you know, I can't even turn it. I can't even turn it like. Oh, you have to watch it like. I gotta this. watch it super small, uh, right, and it's right, like right, right. this is really the size of a postage stamp right. to watch this show. Yeah. You know, but I was looking at it, and I was kind of like. I don't know if I could write on that show. Hmm. I just don't know if I could. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas the other show, remember the episode of Black Mirror that we saw? Mm-hmm. That's the episode that I could write because of what that was show was trying to right. that was trying to do. There was the one about those two guys who who had that relationship oh, on love that uh, one. like like these Anthony, two black guys are good friends. Have you seen this? Anthony Mackie oh, and um, so this guy named Mateen. The guy, the guy from um, from who played Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's this really interesting episode where these two guys they've been friends forever. And they are playing this video game. And in the video game, they get to choose who they are, like, character-wise. And one guy chooses a girl. And they have, like... It's a like a martial arts thing martial where they fight, thing. you know? Yeah, and they have a sexual relationship in the game, hmm. you know? 
and but they made you can feel it. It feels real. Feel, yeah, it's just a VR thing. It's yeah. like and it's kind of and then but then but then they won't consummate anything outside. It's right. really fascinating type of episode. So it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 all black characters, but the life is not like like what I would say. What you see is like maybe like eighty five percent of a like of what black life is like right. portrayed on television no right. movie yeah they're like middle class they're middle upper class, middle class. Yeah, stuff, yeah. you know they have all this money it's interesting <clears throat> to see that mm-hmm. and um but I think that stuff is rare right. that stuff becomes rare mm-hmm. you know I think you have to kind of you gotta find these showrunners who are interested in doing stuff that's like I want the black experience and the black or not the black experience but like I want the black point of view not necessarily the black experience. Mm. Because that's what I got when I was talking with Damon Lindelof about Watchmen. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he was saying that the writers that he wanted who were black on there were the ones that that, that were gonna give him pushback mm-hmm. about about what he was trying to do. And that show is not really... Mm-hmm. This show is, is steeped in black history. Yes. But because it's a modern day show... And it's like I see this whatever sci-fi thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's not mm-hmm. it's not it's traversing different ground. Do you, you watch know? Watchmen, Johnny? No. Okay. <laughs> you need to watch. It's a really great show. But but it's, it's one of these things where you watch it and you're kind of like, this doesn't work unless it has like a full like black perspective, right. you know. But it's not necessarily a black show. Correct. I think that's why it was mm-hmm. a really fascinating show, like for like for me to watch, right. you know. But I think that that's the type of thing that makes it difficult. We're trying to go after representation because I remember several times people I would meet executives and they say, "Oh, you're not rep. How come you're not rep?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, can you introduce me to someone?" And they're like, ah, "Who would you be a good fit for?" Exactly. And I'd be like, "I'd be good for anybody. Exactly. Sell me, sell me. Exactly. Uh, you know." But but then it's like you know, how do they want to sell you? How mm-hmm. can they sell you? You know, and do they want to to, to right. work hard to sell you because I think that's the issue too that they don't want to work hard right. you know to, to, you know I mean I, this is why this is this is white town. why are you all quiet John? <laughs> yeah, I'm just listening do you have representation right now I do are they all white uh yeah yeah mine too interesting so yeah. why I'm just gonna ask you guys why don't you have any black folks on your team I'm not just talking about agents I know the conversation has kind of been focused mm-hmm. on agents but even attorneys managers why don't you have any black folks on your team um okay so go ahead I'll tell okay, you okay, so, so I'll tell you that so one um oh I do have a black agent I almost forgot yeah okay. you do I, you I do. totally forgot <laughs> I don't have a black agent. I would, but uh, do you have I, an attorney or manager? I've, yeah, I've yeah, been man- well, yeah, yeah. Um, my the script that I wrote, I had, uh, <clears throat> I sent it out to some people, and they the people who I, uh, I knew who, who who had black managers, you know, didn't feel that it was the, like the right sample to send to them, and I was like, you know, I was like, well, he, he doesn't want black black shit. <laughs> No, he's, he's a but sci-fi dude. There are people dude. who don't you know, that have black representation. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, we're not yeah, one yeah. all one dimensional. No, no, I get that. I mean, yeah. so, so so I was kind of like, well, so what do I do with this? And then um, the, a, a woman came on, a white woman who runs this, com- uh, uh, Rachel Miller. She mm-hmm. came on. She runs a magic company. We were just talking. Uh, she was on the rent. We were just talking. I was. She was like. You, she was like. Who represents? You? I said no one. She was like, well, send me a script to read. And I sent her a script to read, and she was like. Oh my God! Like this is a perspective about like it's a show about my dad's life, but it has to deal with like the business he was doing in South America, so it's slightly different. And and she was like, "This has to be made." I know some people that I'll send it to, and I was like, "Well, well all right, well, well, well there's people, there's the people that I know." She asked me the people that I wanted to target, and I gave her a list of people. And then she was like, "Here are the people, here are the people like who responded, you know, like you know, who responded to your script." And I was like, "I got to go with someone who, who responds to the script." Mm-hmm. You know, um, my attorney, I've had my attorney for a long, long time, and I don't remember how I got him. Oh, I remember how I got him. A friend of mine who used to, who used to run uh, business affairs at MGM was like, I got a friend, is a, is a, if you guys are looking for an attorney, mm-hmm. I'm going to turn you on to someone. So that's kind of how, so that's kind of how it's happened to me. Right. You know, I mean, I, but at the moment, I don't have an agent, but I do want a black agent because I feel like... I hate to say this, but it's kind of like I hate to say this, but it's like you kind of really want um, to design your team mm-hmm. in the right way that everyone gets, you know, like like what you're doing right. and what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I realize that from talking with certain uh, 
there's agents I've talked to before about material and I realize it's like I can't work with you because mm-hmm. you're not gonna get you know the type of work that I like for instance I the first agent I had at, at Gersh this motherfucker was so awful because he was this white guy and because my brother and I were funny in the room mm-hmm. he kept trying to push us to write comedy and he said to us one time yeah, people so, always think I'm a comedy writer I'm like I'm not a comedy I, I mean he, he said to us one time and this is why I was like <laughs> Oh, this is why I said they're lazy. I was like, this is not lazy, but but they don't have to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Is that he said, well, you're black and you're funny. You should write comedy. <laughs> and then at that point, I was kind of like, we got to get out. We need to, we need to get rid of this guy. We're so good because yeah. like because that's like, I mean, it's it's like that's the barrier, mm-hmm. you know, with a white guy who's ensconced in the business and in his point of view is that black people are funny, right. and if you can do that, well, then that's that that that's what I want you, you know. And I'm kind of like I don't want that, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, like I'm in that transition period now. I'm kind of like I, <clears> I like I want to find you know like this because my manager is a woman, and I specifically like wanted like a female manager because I wanted that perspective on my work because I was like I want to make sure that I'm that in the in the stuff that I write this is you know like I'm not because I'm 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 not trying to write material that is so uh, um, that's more balanced and I was like the best way that I can do that someone's giving me feedback you know, is a woman because that's specifically what I wanted. Because because I would hear stuff from women yeah, all you the did time say that. Yeah. about about my work, <laughs> and I was like, I want this all the time. Mm-hmm. I want this perspective all the time. Right. And so now I'm saying to myself, you know, since we can go get certain agents now, mm-hmm. I was like, I want someone who's black to be my agent. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're man, if they're man or woman now, but, but that's 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 my okay. story. And I, so I said I didn't have a black agent. Mm-hmm. I do have a black agent. I, here's the, here's the, here's the deal. So. I, it's a smaller agency who's not a, not involved in the ATA, mm-hmm. right? Who they represent across the board, mm-hmm. mainly like huge black actors, right? But they wanted they brought in myself and my writing producing partner. We do things together and things separately, um, because we produce. Mm-hmm. So she was hoping to attach us to some of her stars to produce their projects, right? So so, but their strength is talent. Not mm-hmm. necessarily literal, literal, mm-hmm. literal, literary. <laughs> Shut up. So, so, so knowing that I, they've kind of been more of a stamp, if you will. Like when I got my show, I was like, I got a show. Here's the people send my stuff, and then I got the job. Mm. You know, what I mean, they got their ten percent for shit I did. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be hundred percent with you, and that's happened on a couple other things. And so they've gotten me maybe four or five meetings. You know, in two years. You know what I mean? And every one of them, I'm able to come back and pitch projects, you know, on stuff. And, you know, I got close on two, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I just don't always think of them because they're not the strength that mm-hmm. I need. But I really like one of them. There's two of them. One's white, one's black. The head of the company is black. And I'll tell you off, offline. Actually, you can look me up and you can figure it out. <laughs> um, and the black agent is actually me and my producing partner joke all the time we actually wish he would go off and do his own thing you know because sometimes you know an agency as you know about how they work sometimes they hold you back because their mandate is what it is Mm -hmm. so so he actually sees things the way we see things but it doesn't allow him to do that according to the agency if Mm -hmm. they will so sometimes that gets in the way and doesn't push us forward the way we would like to and um, I'm with UTA for TV but not now right and I'm with them basically for film. And mm-hmm. then I have a, a really good uh, manager who represents me kind of for both, but TV isn't his thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I get the stuff and then he goes, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll manage it for you. I'll keep you going on, you know, like I'm doing a big project now for these, for these big producers that I got, but I just ran it through him. But he facilitates and makes sure it comes up every month or two. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it just depends on, you know, how it goes. I would love to have an awesome black manager i mean there was one or two that i went after who just didn't respond mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. to what i was doing at the time because i'm kind of like chris sometimes i go real black or sometimes mm-hmm. i'm down that line that isn't black enough for you yeah <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean I'm, I've had I'm, that, yeah <clears throat> i've had that been said to me mm-hmm. but your material is not black enough for me mm-hmm. and i was like wow all right right I got yeah. all right. I I, I can't write any more yeah. blacker than that. So yeah. I don't know what you want. But that's it. You know. I mean, it's, it's all about what people respond to. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. And I think that 
I think that people that I've met recently who are like coming out of the uh, assistant tracks at like the big four, you know, it's like, in, from my experience, it's so hard to get that job. And historically, you know, there's very few black people who like who, who could work at a CAA as sure. an assistant for a long time, uh, just because of the, the 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 financial dynamics of it. Um, yeah, but you got to dress up every day. You got to drive and, there. And, and, you know, they're not, they're not paying you no money. Right. So mm. I so, but I think that. But I've met some. I've, I, there was a guy I met, uh, and he, he's actually who I would love to sign with. I want to say he's that CAA black guy. I forget. It, I have his card. I met him like a year and a half ago. He came out of New York. He was working in there. He was an investment banker mm-hmm. in New York, and. Um, and I met him at the guild. He came and spoke. He's he, and he had this kind of. And although he works in investment banking and that kind of stuff, he had this passion for for movies that I really, really responded to. You know, mm-hmm. and I was like, he's the guy. And and he and I were talking at the Christmas the the the, the, the black Christmas party not this yeah. year, but we didn't have this, but the year before. Mm-hmm. And he remembered me, and I was like, dude, we, yeah, I want to talk. And then last year it was it was all scotched, so right. nothing could have happened. Right. But it's like you know, but but, but he came out here. After he had some massive career, mm-hmm. and he came out here with, and he was telling me he was like, yeah, I like I came out here and knew that that like I would have like like a year of making no money right. if I was gonna work at you know like work on someone's desk. <clears throat> but I was cool with that because I came from he making, planned he planned he, yeah. and he he been making six figures for right. years. Right. You know, it's just kind of like James Lopez mm-hmm. who uh, who now runs Packers come back. Right. He so it's, it's like you have to find you. It's I mean like I haven't looked at the landscape now enough to know, but I know that. It's historically it had been harder just you know to, to rise up at these places. I, I want to. I just want to say something for you, Jai. Is um, here's something you can tell your guests and your panelists, right? The, the literary managers, agents, whatever, who um, if they're looking for other black talent, mm-hmm. all they have to do is reach out to me, even Chris. I mean, all of us. We can have them come to the Writers Guild and and like we have a meeting every other month and they could talk to us mm-hmm. and say, hey, here, here's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We could be sending them scripts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that it, it's there. So they have yeah. to search for us as well as we have to search for them. Yeah, I think a it lot goes of us both don't ways because I don't exist. think you guys. So I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think I think it goes both ways. You know, I think writers should also be intentional um, about looking for black reps as well, not just agents, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, managers, attorneys, they're out there. And that's one of the reasons I even started the website in the first place was because I have a lot of clients who are black mm-hmm. and I'm usually the only black person on their team. Right. So it's me as their lawyer, but their agent is white, their manager's white, right. their publicist is white. And it's like a lot of these white clients I have are so pro-black mm-hmm. and love talking about right. black this they're and so black well- that. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> You don't even hire black people. Right, so for right. me, it's like, make it make sense. Right. You know what I mean? Well, well, like, But also remember, on the level that I can only speak for myself that I'm on, I'm not at a point where I'm like querying people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So but there are I'm people not, who are, you right, know? But, and, but, but just, just know, so if you ask me why I'm not in search... Is because usually they come looking for me now, mm-hmm. so I'm not searching for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm already working, so it's like either, 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 either I meet them mm-hmm. on the way, or they, they, you know, we we mesh and we parallel somewhere. But otherwise, I'm not searching. Yeah, and that's fine, yeah. you know. But there, there are people who are, and and I just think we as black folks in this industry need right. to be more intentional about working with each other. I love that because we're always going to be at the bottom <laughs> of the totem pole oh, yeah. if we're only hiring white people, if mm-hmm. we're only giving, you know what I mean, opportunities right. to white folks. Most white people refer other white people. They keep Correct. it within their own community. We don't do that but, in but this let me industry. Tell you, I mean, I got I got five people staffed last season, you mm-hmm. know, from being who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that does help. And also, one of the reasons people always ask me why am I, I only mentioned the black committee. I'm on five, mm-hmm. right? And I'm one of the leaders on, on the committee. I'm always the first one to go, yeah, this is a great panel. We need somebody black. on the, Not somebody of color, mm-hmm. somebody black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So believe me, I have my voice mm-hmm. and I'm putting us out there so that we are taking over in our own way yeah. in, in, the, in the power that I have. And I'm not like personally attacking you. Oh, no, look, <laughs> I'm just saying oh, in general. Are, no, 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 I'm no, just saying in general, a lot of black folks talk a good game, but it's like, you don't even Let's get it clear. Hold on, Chris. I fight a girl. I'm just... I will fight a girl. 
girl. We can go right now. Right now. Look, look, I'm saying right now. I agree with you. And it's, and it's like I said, I, at the moment, I want a black agent. If, 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 if I, and, and it doesn't matter if it's now someone who's not part of if the ATA thing is solved or not. You know, I want a black agent, like, regardless. Right. But I want someone who understands the type of work that I want to do. For sure. Because and like, those people exist. You know, I mean, because to me, like, I've, I've, I've had experiences with black executives that have so pissed me off mm-hmm. that I'm just like, motherfucker. I did, and I'm sure you've had bad experiences with white executives, too. I have, but the, I, I, I have, but it's been, but, and, and it's, but like, I, I'll give you an example. Uh, two really bad examples and and for a white guy and a black guy. I sent in a script one time to a white guy executive and <clears throat> it was about same script same script and it was uh, well no it was no it was, I did a script was sent in for a writing assignment mm-hmm. and and we went in and met the white executive and the look in his face right when we came in because of what the content was like it just didn't match with what he expected right. and he immediately and, and and we were going in for one job and he's like oh I don't know if you guys are, like, are actually going to be right for that job but that was what the meeting was for hmm. and he was pitching us to try to do this other black, this like this double dutch thing he had down yeah, in South yeah, Central yeah. and I was like no absolutely not absolutely <laughs> not and I was like this guy I will never never I will never not forget his name and what he did mm-hmm. black guy uh, a project that I wrote—I didn't write, but I was except I was going to direct it with with a friend of mine who who grew up with me, and it was a story based upon his life. But like I knew, it, but I knew it very intimately too. And we went in and we, and we were pitching over at uh, Russell Simmons's company, mm-hmm. and and so we went in and we pitched this, our vision of the piece, and he was trying to stump us the whole time about. Uh, um, uh, this was years ago. This is maybe like <clears> ten <throat> years ago. Uh, he's trying to stump us the whole time about like the vision of the movie, and we totally had everything down. And and he and his assistant was just like la- lapping it up, just loving all this stuff, right? Asking us questions. How do you see that? And he just was kind of sitting there with his arms back. And at the, and, at the, and at the end of the meeting, he said, "I just don't think that this company can get behind you. I don't think that like you guys are black enough." I don't know how this company is gonna put, do this project and have you guys representing the film mm-hmm. out in the like 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 out in the press and stuff like that in the media, and and he was like you you, you know we want for this we want we want um, Fredro Starr to come direct this, and I was like, but Fredro doesn't you know but yeah, from Onyx and I was like I was like what are you talking about? And he was like I I don't know if you guys can do this, and then I was like. Um, okay, I'm not gonna like you know. I'm gonna remember you for, for the whole time too because you're close-minded. You're so close-minded. And then the worst thing is, is like this motherfucker went to Dartmouth, mm-hmm. black guy, and I was like, motherfucker, goddamn. <laughs> I was like, goddamn. <clears throat> like you went there and you, but no, I say that because it's like this is weird dichotomy with him. It's it's like. Should you even have this job if you're talking about this type of thing? If you've been there, it was just—it was just mm. the weirdest thing for me. So I'm, yeah, I mean, look, I'm—I'm not—I'm not like saying that like I. It's just—it's just experiences that I had that I remembered. I, I was kind of like be, be like like be more open minded to what it is. I mean, to me, like honestly, as a woman that I know who is a black publicist, who I feel is like the smartest publicist to to. I mean, I, I think if you're black, you should have a black publicist because what people are going to get on you on all the time is like, oh, something was said wrong, you know? And I think that like, and I think that if you're black, what you say has has to do with based upon like your experience. And I think that white people might parse it differently because they, cause, cause they don't understand where you're coming from. And I think that like, like a black couple is, is more able to like, to add the nuance to, to, to what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I mean like, I agree with you. There's, there is not enough people who are black who are looking for the black representation. And I think there's also this stigma that I used to hear from people all the time about, you know, the, the, like, like the quality of the rep, the quality of the attorney, the quality of the agent, the quality of the manager. This, again, this is years ago because I've met people in the interim since I would hear this all the time who are outstanding. But I think there's just I think what you were saying about you know like black, black people are always there's blah 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 pro black but then their team is all white it's because there's some like there's something that's still within our community where we don't think that the black Speak person on it, 
you know yeah that's all facts we we finally agree on something yeah no i (laughs) i totally agree i mean a lot of black folks still think the white man's ice is colder at the end of the day and that's just is what it is yeah ice nine Um, that's where where we're fed for sure i'm sorry that's where we're fed yeah yeah for sure so i mean i've i've heard i've been practicing law for 15 years yeah. and over my career she a vampire too look at her <laughs> look like she 19 look at her over, throughout the course of my career <laughs> plus law school plus yes, clerking somewhere I'll be 40 this year okay um, but yeah I mean over the course of my career I've heard the most ridiculous comments you know I've heard people say I want a Jewish attorney because I know he's going to get right. the job done right. I want this type of white person I want that type of white person you know so a lot of us are definitely still brainwashed mm-hmm. into thinking yeah the white man's ice is colder and so that's something else you know that we have to continue to work through for sure yeah here's something that i think about which is why i'm glad we're having this conversation by the way and i'm actually glad we're debating i think we should be yeah you know this is conversation that we don't always get a chance to have yeah so for all you guys who are out there listening and you feel like ooh, they get intense no we're not getting (laughs) to we're having a conversation i'm breaking this glass in my hand i mean you people can't see it but but, but, you know what but but this four broken no this is great This is this is the writers' room. This is how we do. Yeah. Sometimes there's a debate. For sure, you know what I mean. We should be as black folk. Facts. We should be able to have these conversations. Facts. And and I think speaking for Chris and you know he didn't go into this. Being a light skinned brother with fucking green eyes, what the fuck, hazel green eyes, it looks different to some black people. Yeah, and we have a haterism within ourselves for sure. You know what I mean, so so his perspective dealing may be dealt with differently mm-hmm. than another brother who's dark skinned or whatever, and is more approachable. He's from the hood, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean, whatever those things are, so so we have it within ourselves. Is all I'm for saying. For sure. And so and so sometimes also it's about. Um, um, the people you associate with, mm-hmm. right? Now, like my my husband is white, mm-hmm. you know, he's been his almost 60, mm-hmm. you know, I hang around those type of people. Mm-hmm. That's who I see. My lawyer's that guy. My, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera. Those are the people that I meet. Mm-hmm. But in my world that I actually live with, you see, my co-host is another black guy. Mm-hmm. My, you, did, you didn't meet Lisa. She's a black woman who's like, all like you. <laughs> Little Miss Black Power. You know what I mean? And so, so, so my whole world is, is two different worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, I live in them both. Mm-hmm. And I am from the hood. Mm-hmm. And I was in a gang when I was a kid and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so, but growing up and becoming successful in my own way has moved me away from that. Mm. But I understand them both. Yeah. And if you read my writing, you go, oh, he could write the hood shit in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he also could write a lawyer thing, you know right. what I mean? So that's all. Well, see, okay, so this, this is, you know, the thing that, like, I tend to look at is, and I say this all the time, you know, I say this all the time, is, is that, like, I, because my father was an attorney, and he was very, very successful tax attorney mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But he always used to say to me this thing where he was like, you don't need to see someone black doing what, you know, that you want to do. If you see someone doing it, then you can do it. That's good. So, yeah. so to me, it's always been this thing where it's like people have to see like an example. Like, like, I, like I just see like a black woman doing X for I have the permission to say that this can be done by someone. Or, for sure. And you see, so that's never been part of my thinking. But my dad, being an attorney, I've always like uh, known that this thing about the white man's ice being colder is not uh, is like that doesn't fit into my perspective. Mm-hmm. The perspective that I would hear from my dad a lot about you know like about like white attorneys and about Jewish attorneys because they all have their kind of stereotypes that just float around is um, uh, that that the idea about white people is is, is that they flaunt their exceptionalism that being white in American gives them, yet they're still mediocre. Of you know, oh, yeah. and it's kind of like, and so he, so he, he always say to me, you know, like you have to, you have to really, you have to really grill anybody that you want on your team about about stuff that you want because, and he did some work in entertainment too, like he helped finance some Broadway plays and stuff like that, so he kind of knew how this, you know, what this, what what things that that like I'd be facing out here in terms of the different representation. To me, it's like <clears throat> I, the people that I meet who are non-white, who are attorneys and public, you know, who, who work as representation mm-hmm. things, the guys that I've met who have who've had a sustained career like you have, you know, like 10 plus years kind of thing, they're so on top of their shit because the competition 
and is so strong and because the opportunities are so little that for you to last for a long time you got to be really good right you know because because less people are other people are not going to work with you well for whatever reason i know yeah. that's why people in any <clears throat> industry though yeah correct you know yeah, like we yeah. always have to be yeah twice which, as which, good which reminds me i've always thought and i'm really glad we're having this conversation i always thought like when i walk into a UTA or CAA, ICM or any of those things when, when we could, I would see one somewhere and I'd be like, well, they must be really good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be in that position in that corner office or wherever the fuck, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, they gotta be the shit. Mm-hmm. And also I want to tell you that um, yeah, my, my lawyer is also white <clears throat> and, um, but I have a friend, her name is Tony Long. Mm-hmm. I know her. You know Tony, yeah. yeah. Now, now I met Tony when she first started doing her company, mm. and and I st- I send her probably a client or two every year. Okay, you know what I mean. So if I wasn't with my lawyer, I'd be with Tony. Good, you know for mm-hmm. sure. So I'm still helping in my own way. Good every year, every year. Good. So I'm glad. Good. That's what's up. So what what is your background, by the way? So I know you said you're from. Yeah, so I'm originally from Cincinnati, uh, mm-hmm. born and raised. I went to college in upstate New York, um, law school in Washington D.C. Cornell, Colgate. Okay. Um, and then I went to law school in Washington, D.C. Um, and then I worked for a big law firm in New York City mm-hmm. for quite a while. And um, after being there for um, several years, I decided I really wanted to do more in entertainment. I was doing corporate law in New York. Okay. And I said I really wanted to do more in the entertainment space. And so I quit that job and just bought a one-way ticket to L.A. Yeah, yeah I didn't know anybody out here. I, love that. I, love I didn't that. have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally just, yeah, one-way ticket um, mm-hmm. out here. And so um, I eventually started my own practice, focused on sports and entertainment. Okay. Um, I also teach at UCLA. I teach two courses, um, copyright law and entertainment law at UCLA now. Okay. And I've had diverse representation for a little over a year now. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. That's what it's called? Yes. Wow. That's yeah. the site, diverse representation. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I meant, um, I oh. thought that was the name of your company when you said it like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, to, and I guess <laughs> to give you a little bit more background about mm-hmm. diverse representation. Sure. So, as I mentioned, it's been around for a little over a year now. Okay. And one of the reasons I launched it um, was because, as I mentioned, a lot of my clients are black. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually the only black person on their team. Yeah. And I remember asking a lot of them, like, why don't you have more black folks on your team? And a lot of them would say, why? Well, I, I really don't know, you know, black, who I, you know who the black managers are or who the black publicists right. are so I decided well let me put together this database of mm-hmm. everybody so no one could really use that as an excuse anymore um, and I also did it in conjunction with uh, Black Panther when Black Panther came out okay. uh, I was talking to one of my good friends who's a black publicist and I was like I wonder who like Chadwick's you know attorney is mm-hmm. and we we're like I wonder who Michael B. Jordan's publicist is mm-hmm. and we spent a weekend doing research <laughs> and found out like the entire cast of Black Panther had all white reps right. except Lupita who has a black attorney and we're like this is ridiculous <laughs> we're, 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 wait yes. wait wait the whole cast the whole cast of Black Panther all that it's because the, 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 all white the, folks it's because the reps usually go here's our you know and that's who they the people yeah. Lupita people. was the only yeah. one who had a black anything hmm. her attorney is black um, and so that was also kind of the impetus it was like around that time I was hmm. like oh no this needs to change because I also feel like when we talk we, there, you know there's a lot of talk about diversity and entertainment right now yeah. but the focus is usually on like the talent Correct. or the directors or, there's not enough talk about who are the people behind the scenes who Correct. are the reps you know because that space is still a very white space yeah. and we're not having enough conversations about that mm-hmm. so when we're talking about diversity and entertainment you know the people behind the scenes need to be included in that conversation well, you know what I so agree with you on that and it always bothers me that the but again it has to do with the way the industry is marketing itself it markets itself on who the talent is who's the on screen people but it's but it's kind of like you know like I mentioned to people before like um the year that was it last yeah not this year but last year when uh, Alfonso Caron uh, won the best directing thing for Roma. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, so you know this is this is like uh, four of the last five best directors have all been people of color, and that's not a story. But you know, but the story is none of there's not enough not none of blacks have been been nominated for for acting. I'm like, no, that no, that's the story is that that right. there's there's non-white people who are winning the, who, who <clears> are winning <throat> the who are winning the director award, mm-hmm. you know, and it just goes across the board. I mean, I was you know I mentioned this movie 
the other day in the last thing called uh, Making Waves about the, uh, about, it's all about uh, cinematic sound. Mm -hmm. And there was three black women who were featured in it who were like sound mixers and ADR people. Oh, nice. and, the, and I was like, I'm writing their names down mm -hmm. because I want to work with them. You know, and there's, you know, there's a guy, um, there's a guy who, who did the production sound for Sel for Selma. Mm -hmm. There's a woman who worked on Selma, but she also worked in like Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. So she'd been on for a minute. But, mm -hmm. I, but I was like, but that's a story that we don't ever hear about. There are black people in these other sure. positions behind, but I bet she's the only black supervising sound mixer probably in the <laughs> business. Wow. You know, because it's like, you know, because people don't think to do that. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know what? And she, I mean, you know, again, black, so you, so you don't know how old she is. But if she worked in Jurassic Park, <laughs> Park, she has a certain age to her, but I was like, you know what? I but I, I wrote her name down. I was, I was like, she's someone that, that I want to work. I remember when I first came out here. Um, this is another story again, that people don't just always get. Um, it was a guy that I met named Russell Williams, mm. and he's a he was a black production sound recorder, like on, like on set, and he had two Oscars. He got it for Dance with the Wolves, okay. and he got it for another movie. And I was like, and no one even talks about a black guy. That's he's crazy. got two Oscars, mm -hmm. in like, you know, and it's like, oh, because he's about, because we don't see that position. Yeah. But that to me, to get that to get that Oscar is probably even harder, because it's like you know, number one, like who's gonna hire you to do to? I mean, Dance with the Wolves. I mean, mm -hmm. what? I mean, you you're not thinking of black guys doing the sound mixing on that. You mm -hmm. just don't think that. And then to win the award means that that and that community is small, and mm -hmm. they all know we need to vote for him. And right. this is ninety ninety. Yeah. So like the so the level of of white people who've been in the business maybe for fifty years mm -hmm. are we're still voting, still alive. You know. So that's like I mean this. I think what you're saying is is shocking to me that everyone on Black Panther had no one black. Um, it makes sense to me. I can um, see it. And also speaking of the Oscar shout out to Matthew Cherry, oh, whose yes. team is oh, all yes. black. Yes. His attorney is yes. black. Yeah, we know Matthew. His manager yeah. is black. Mm -hmm. His agents are black. Mm -hmm. um, who's his manager again? I, I, I like. I want to know his. I know his man. It's the same guy that has. No, I it's a woman, uh, Monica Young. Who represents Lena? There was a guy. Andrew Coles. Andrew Coles, that's right. Mm -hmm. Andrew okay. Coles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a good guy. He's a really, really smart guy. I met him through Glenn mm -hmm. Mazzaro one time. He's <clears> really <throat> smart. Yeah, we co-produced a movie together um, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's how diverse representation came about. Mm -hmm. um, and since then, we've done a lot of different like programming, panels. Um, the the very first event we did was at Lionsgate, um, where we did a panel with black agents, attorneys, managers, publicists. Andrew, Lena's manager, was on that panel. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's a little over a year. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, a lot of people are getting hired from mm -hmm. it, and a lot of people are, you know, have been able to connect. So it's still young, it's, but it's growing. Yeah, but you guys are at least making an initiative. I mean, I wish, I wish Ron was here to talk about it, you know I mean? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, he, he came and joined, you know, the Writers Guild and came on our team at the, the Black Committee of Black Writers and, you know, had all these wonderful ideas that we can't do mm -hmm. the guild. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and you know, I, he, he kind of had, unfortunately had to learn the hard way and, you know, and, and, and I actually appreciate it because there were some things that actually got through mm -hmm. and some, most of it didn't. Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, you know what? I don't have to go outside. I mean, it's why we do, you know, the the holiday, the holiday soul outside. Yeah, holiday we couldn't, soul, we couldn't do it inside. I mean, mm. You know what I mean? The thing that him and, <clears throat> him and Bianca do with the team, awesome, right. is like, it's probably as much as they can do, like through the guild. Right. But Ron's an interesting fellow because, you know, aside of being a really fascinating writer, a really interesting kind of personality, He's like, um, he's got like an engineering background or something like that. Mm. So he comes with all these like stats and shit. And right. he's like, look at this kind of money that we're not making. And we need to right. change by six and a half percent to get this. Right. I was like, dude, okay, uh, you know what? I get that. Because <laughs> I said it economics. I don't get that I don't know. people don't know that shit. Right, right. But it's interesting that, it's interesting because uh, to me, you know, like he, I remember he did this thing a year ago and he was just showing like the breakdown of like, the money and like how the there's not just the disproportionate number of black writers who are in the guild or in the industry mm -hmm. making money they're even making like disproportionately like less money right. like, like like they're getting low ball like, like on tens their, of millions yeah of I mean like <laughs> they're crazy. getting low ball like yeah. on their fees like mm -hmm. I've it been, that's across the board because I remember watching this seeing something about um 
the cast of Empire, mm-hmm. what their per episode salary was compared to the cast of like uh, mm-hmm. Modern Family. Right. And it was like a fifth. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, if it passes the number yeah, one they're show. They're all making a million <laughs> yeah, plus close to a million, an episode. And, and they're, they're, and they're mm-hmm. barely cracking right. 100K. Yeah. And I was like, that's, you know, like yeah. that's the fucked up part. But I think that goes back to what you were saying about you need more people in these behind the scene positions because then they can kind of like make these demands that and if it's not it's one thing if it's one person who's making the demands I got one piece of talent blah 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 but if you have like 10 people 10 pieces of talent that everyone mm-hmm. wants and then you know I mean the way the agency shit works is that they're like if you shit my one client bad everyone's got to say fuck you oh, yeah. you know oh, yeah. so um, and you know and, and that works better if you have more you know, like black talent you know like with a black agent or something because like then it just gives them more power I mean whoever it is the attorney yeah. it just gives you more leverage and so much of it just it, it just is a leverage play well we went so far my producer she's actually with Daryl Miller, Darryl Miller oh, yeah, okay. way, as that's her attorney <clears throat> and we, we've went so far because we like that one particular black agent so much we're like well let's you know like this new project we're about to do you know let's make sure he's on board let's help him mm-hmm. get further and further so that he can start his own thing you know sooner and sooner you know etc so we're we're thinking like that but we need to be thinking more mm-hmm. like, that's the best thing that I'm getting out of this for yeah. sure is 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 like now I know there's an actual list mm-hmm that's gonna help as soon as we get off I'm gonna download that thing. Oh, yeah, you people, know what I mean people ask me all the time yeah. like who, who, who should I rep yeah. I wanna change my rep I don't like my rep I mean you hear so many people who are you know they have this there's like there's that conversation you have where I know they're having it with, with a white agent a white male agent and they're like this motherfucker doesn't get what I wanna do mm-hmm and he doesn't get what I'm trying to do and mm-hmm. even with the with the managers who are sometimes or usually have more input on what the material is um, yeah I mean there's guys and women who um, is that her name Helen Sugland is that her name who's that Helen Sugland oh that's I think that's she I think she used to be an attorney but she runs Lois Fishburne's company oh, okay. but I think she used to be his attorney mm-hmm. This is, again, years ago, like okay. 15, 20 years ago, when she, like, he, you know, there's a point where Lawrence was working all the time in the 80s, not enough, mm-hmm. but then in the 90s, he kind of, like, his career got a lot yeah. more more prominent. He started producing. Yeah, because I, I think because she was his attorney, then she moved to form his gypsy, gypsy, something or other is right. the name of his company, but that's, that's why she isn't, I don't do attorney work anymore. But I, th- but there's that, there's, there's always those things. I mean, I think there's always, because what's his name? Oh, fuck, I forget it. Macro guy, Charles, Charles King. King. Charles King. Charles King was an attorney, I mean, an agent for, I don't know how long, 15 mm-hmm. years, 20 years, mm-hmm. you know? And then he was like, I got to go and produce. Yeah. But I think that's that's also a play that people should be looking at. I mm-hmm. mean, in terms of, because that's what Tom Cruise did with Paul Wagner. Like, she was his, I think his agent, like, she, like, she was his rep for a while, like, like one of his reps. And then they formed like Cruz Wagner instead of doing, you know, Mission Impossible and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's like, but that's another way, because you said you produced with Andrew Coles. Like, that's another way Matt, to. Matt Chair. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt <laughs> Chair. Matt Chair. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think there's, there's a. a there's same a, thing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> same whatever. person. You know, Coles, Cherry, it's the yeah. same kind of Christmas <laughs> shit. I don't care. No, um, <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's, it was kind of like, that's where there's the. The, the, like that's additional leverage that I think you can do because I right. think what a lot of people don't realize is is that you know well, one of the things about like my attorney is that he knew a lot of people in the uh, the indie space mm-hmm. and at the time when we were trying to do architects of crime you know like he knew someone who could put together that private placement like memorandum right. and do it like cheaply and stuff like that but that's a way again that you can you know that your attorney probably knows a lot of people with money mm-hmm. or access to money that you probably don't. Sure. And I think if you, you know, and if you want you to have more control of your career, then you need to look at like producing stuff more and you can, and you know, then try, try to find money. In my opinion, I was just like, my experience, it's almost easier to find money. That's your boy. Enjoy. It's, yeah. That's your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost easier to find money than it is to get staff in the show. In oh my, yeah, in my opinion. I, yeah, I you know, see defi- that. And I, yeah. some people, some people show dinosaurs, yeah. dinosaurs, dinosaurs. So you can yeah. go find money easier. Yeah, because you could you could sell a project passionately that isn't even good. 
Yeah. Passionately will make somebody go, you know what? I'm going to give you $100,000. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know? Uh, how much you on my show? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now I got one black character and I got exactly. one black writer already, so I don't know if I can hire you right now. But if I, I don't need to write a black character. Exactly. I can write this character. That's exactly um, how they think, too. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's so fucked up. So what do you want people to know going forward? Um, I just want people to, I guess, two things, know that this resource exists, um, you know, this resource, this database of black reps. And I just want black folks in this industry to be a little bit more intentional about where their money is going, right. um, who they're hiring and, and who they're working with. Right. I like that. I like that. I mean, you got me thinking about it. So I think oh, that's, that's a good thing. For sure. I'm thinking about I it. I mean, I always but, think I'm doing a lot of shit, but, I'm but shocked actually the not. the Black Panther thing. The no, Black no, no, Panther no, thing makes me go, you motherfuckers, huh. get off your high horse. I actually, because I always think I'm doing a, a ton mm-hmm. from, from my point of view and from the, 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 the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing is there's still more to do. And that, that was the biggest you know, like aha moment for myself. That okay. Talking with you. No, I'm being 100% with you. Um, that I got out of this is like, okay, we need to take it a step even further. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get a little bit more militant on some shit. We, we, have, we, have to, we have to take it two more. We have to take it two steps yeah. further. We have to take it two steps further. I mean, like, look, I mean, look, I, I mean, like, I'm not the one to be, I, I it's the Black Panther thing is, is still shit in my head. Just because, it's like, you know, there's, there's another person that I'm going to remain nameless, but it's like, you come out and you talk so much pro blackness, and 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 then yeah, it's just a front. A lot of folks. It's just a front. I'm just kind of like, that's not, that's just not how it should be. There's one thing, like if a lot gonna, of people talk the talk, but they don't actually walk the walk. Yes. And so, that's a lot of people in this town. I mean, to me, don't talk the talk if you're not. I don't. agree. I agree. Because you know, because here's the thing, you would still have your success. And do regardless. do regardless. Yeah. But but it's a it's a choice to get up there and talk. Mm-hmm. And then like you're saying is it's actually kind of like you got, you guys probably spent like a weekend doing that little research thing. <clears throat> I do a weekend searching you and go motherfucker you're a hypocrite. Let <laughs> 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 me just downshift you. Right. Let me cancel culture you because you really need to be canceled because you're lying. Exactly. You know. Yeah, there definitely just aren't enough black folks in this industry with like black teams like mm-hmm. Mad Cherry is one of few mm-hmm. with an all black team I mean right. I can literally count on one hand the number of people who have black teams and I, and I just think that's crazy in 2020 you yeah. know um, also I'm not sure when this episode comes out but uh, March 28th is our last it'll be, it'll be out before okay so our mm-hmm. last panel um, with Team Awesome is going to mm-hmm. be March 28th mm-hmm. and it's going to feature black talent agents um, and so if you go to our website do you know where it's going to be at yet? yeah it's going to be at a space downtown okay. so if you go to our website diversityrepresentation.com there's information on there where you can sign up to attend but it's going to be March 28th we have a, a panel of black agents who are going to be speaking um, just talking about kind of like best practices for securing representation because that's I think a lot of a, another issue too. a lot of like younger writers they kind of go about trying to get representation the wrong way they right. mean you know they don't necessarily know the proper protocol yeah. um, so they're talking about you know best ways to get representation kind of what they look for you know with regards to clients um, but yeah you know for any writers showrunners interested we are doing a panel with black agents March 28th nice nice how can people reach you? Are you on Twitter or anything like that? I am. I'm on Twitter at Jaya Thomas, J-A-I-A Thomas. And I'm on Instagram at the same handle. Awesome. Yeah. Chris, Derek, where you at? <clears throat> oh, there's also diverse representation is also, I mean, diverse representation is is is, is on IG and, and Twitter too. Yes, definitely. So, so that's going to be in the show notes for anyone who's listening. Um, I'm at unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. And I am Hilliard Guest. Uh, you can find me at Hilliard Guest on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can follow the show, ScreenwritersRR on Twitter. Any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Archer, whatever you listen to. Um, Share it, follow it, you know, subscribe, all that bullshit. And what else, Chris? Okay, yes. Everyone needs to go to ScreenwritersRR.com because you can find back episodes of the show. You can see all the show notes with that. The, the show notes are all kind of like, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're beefed up when I put them up on the, on the site. You can support the show through our Patreon link. It's on the homepage. 
Don't slip on that. There's a. Uh, Jai said she's sending us a hundred dollars. I know. I know. Per per month. She wrote. Um, um, there's uh, there's the, the, there's the there's there's the goodie shop on there. You can get right. the T-shirt. You can get the mug. You can get um, uh, some other documents that are coming together. Um, you know. Would it, hey, would it be okay I, if we I'll put your sure. document on there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Definitely. Well, okay. All right. So it. all right. So, all right. So yeah. So there'll be a link to diverse representation on. Yeah. Our site. We'll yeah. put it in your episode. I mean, if we we, we can put it on the actually, we can put that on in our homepage. show notes and leave it in the show notes. Yeah, we can, we good. do that, and, yeah. and and we'll put it on the uh, yeah. put on homepage. Put on yeah. homepage. Thank so you guys. Everyone can like see yeah. that yeah. all over the world. Folks gonna yeah. be seeing <laughs> y'all. Yeah, you're gonna be getting no calls excuses. all the time. <laughs> don't be weak, people. <laughs> don't slip. Exactly. Don't be like the Black Panther team. Don't don't do that. No. Damn. No, but see, this was a great episode. Um, thank you. It was actually a lot of a lot of good game and some some wake up call for all of us to remember. You know, don't forget. You know, we need to be helping each other. Absolutely. More. So for me, this was awesome. So thank you. I thank you guys for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Um, we still got Ron, Ron back. Shout out to you. Yeah. Who? Who the hell is Ron? I don't even know. <laughs> you got Clement, some Ron, guy. He's claiming he's sick. Damn. Since he has the flu. He's I'm going to make sure David Copperfield is here next time. Damn. So he can just go crazy. If we had him levitate and he didn't know why he levitated. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all stupid. Y'all stupid. Oh my God. Well, thank you again, Jai. We appreciate you, girl. Thank you. Um, um, so check it out, y'all. Um, if you guys are grown, um, let's go ahead and um, say bye to y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Chris? 2020. 2020. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Rant Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.